There are a lot of problems in Green Bay. A lot of problems. And it uh, is that yesterday was about as bad a performance offensively as I can remember in a long time. Uh, Welcome to the program today, by the way. (laughs) Good to have you. I know the anxiety, the angst, the uh, what we are going to hear is going to uh, drive you a bit nuts. And this morning, um, normally after a Packers loss, I wake up the next day and I got a couple of things on my phone. You know, I got a couple of emails and you know, some people hit me up over on Facebook or you get a, a couple of, uh, you know, direct messages over on Twitter. You know, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Today, I always leave my phone on every night when I go to when I go to bed because, I you know, it's connected to the alarms and the whole thing. So I leave it on. So this morning, it was starting at about 4.30. It was bzz, 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 bzz. And it was like just about every 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it was uh, one of my doctors who has retired and moved away. And I haven't heard from him in five years. Got a hold of me. Do they need to tank? Do they need to go for Caleb Williams? Do they need to go? Find- First of all, I'm not a Caleb Williams fan. So uh, I, he's got an unbelievable talent, but I believe he's got a 10 cent head. But just the amount of what to do, where to go, who to fire, when to fire them, why not do this, why not do that. It started like in 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 heaviness today. And I, I woke up and I thought, okay, now that I've had a little bit of time coming out of the emotion from last night to, to break this down a little bit, my feelings are almost exactly the same. My feeling is you had one game in 21, 22 days, whatever it was, one game. This whole time to self-scout, you had your mini-buy, as they like to call it in Green Bay, and then you had the two-week buy. And on one hand, this is an excuse, by the way, you can say, well, it's like preseason. We only played one game in 20-something days. We're rusty. Okay. But you did nothing. I mean nothing to make us think that you even opened a Microsoft Pro or a Surface, a playbook. Nothing. The offense is but no wonder Matt LaFleur didn't want anybody to call it the Matt LaFleur offense because he doesn't want his name on this garbage. No, don't call it that. It's for each individual. Well, then each individual sucks because this is as bad as I can remember. I mean, in a long time. And I'm talking with no hope. There is no downfield threat. Jordan Love, I've seen enough. This is my this is my jump off point because I really I, I I I'll be honest with you a, a million percent straight up right now. I really, for everybody that said, "Oh, you were right, you were right, you were right," when I was talking about Jordan Love and his talents two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said, "No, let's wait. You know, let's wait and get out of this. Let's wait and see, get them through the the bye week and come out." I mean, Denver's kind of the get right game. 
you come out, you you know, you've got uh, to establish a run against a team that doesn't defend the run very well. It's going to set everything else up, and this is really going to flow. You're you're going to see. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be better. You know, I don't know how much better, but it'll be better. And it's not. It's worse. I after the first two weeks, and even a couple of preseason games, and praising Jordan Love for what he what he did and what he saw, I thought, okay, you know, facing vanilla defenses. And now your first couple of games, but if you if you recall, and sometimes I should record everything I say just so I can go back and get it. But if you recall, I said, "Well, wait a minute. I don't want to jump on the Jordan Love bandwagon because teams haven't had enough to really scheme for him yet." We talked about that, and now they're scheming for him, and it it's. He's limited. This whole thing about this big, he's got a big arm. Where? And first of all, it doesn't matter how big your arm is if it's not accurate. And the bottom line is he can't throw deep. He can't. They're daring him to throw deep. So what they're doing is, is, yeah, take your quick outs. Run your football. But anything downfield, 90% 90% of it, it's not going to fall in the hands of, re- of your receiver. Every now and then you're going to get one. Sure, every quarterback does. But he floats them, man. He doesn't have zip. He doesn't have authority. He doesn't have accuracy. He, I, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I didn't like the pick when it was made. I don't like the pick now. And it's even to the point where, sadly, I have to sit here and say I was right because I didn't want to. I wanted to believe that, you know, somewhere down the road that everybody else was 40 times smarter than I was. And I just, I didn't like it. When you looked at the highlight reel coming out of college, usually you should look at magnificent throws. Throws in which you just thread the needle. You put it between defenders. You drop it into a bucket. And I didn't see any of that. I thought I saw him throwing to wide open guys running underneath the football. So that I'm completely off the rails with. The other side of this coin uh, is something that coming back after the break, I'm going to want you to take a listen to because it's got a big red flag attached to it. So I'm going to want you to stick around for that. But let me say for all that, you know, Joe Barry's defense gave up a drive and people wanted him fired. Okay, what's new? It's like the sun coming up. Every defensive coordinator that's ever had a defensive drive go against them. They want to, fan base wants you fired. But again, they didn't give up more than 20. They didn't give up more than 20. I, I don't know what else the defense needs to do to win some games. You know, like Jair said, we have to score. We have to defend. We have to block punts, kicks, you know, everything, because they know that that offense is awful. And some of it on the offensive side can be youth, but not yesterday when you had two guys who had been there, done that for at least the last year, and Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson running the exact same route. And by the way, if Christian Watson is down yet again because Jordan Love threw a pass that was so awful behind him that his knee gave out, which I feel bad for him, but it, this guy can't stay healthy. It's it, you, you got to go find somebody else. This was This was your big wide receiver pick, you know? All this speed. You know what? What you know what I would love to 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 have happen in Green Bay. I would love for them to quit trying to find the diamond in the rough, 
and be the smartest, you know, smartest guy in the room and just pick the talent that's there. Pick Patrick Queen, pick T. Higgins, pick some of these guys that are just there that everybody knows they're good players. It seems like it's always this first-round draft choice. It's like, what? Wait, what? Now, I hope Lucas Van S. pans out. He had a couple of plays he was in on yesterday that I saw. I mean, I, I didn't check and take a look this morning at how many snaps he had. But but still, you know. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. Uh, you can hit us up over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, find our buddy Grant Bills producing the program at Wisco Grant. Uh, you can find the show and watch it live on Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find it on YouTube. YouTube is a great way to subscribe and watch the show and, and, and everything. Go to Facebook or excuse me, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. The same thing on Twitch TV, Kick TV. We're on, uh, there's links on uh, Twitter. There's links on LinkedIn. You can find us. There's so many ways to watch the program. And then WOZN, the Zone Madison app. Uh, I tell people 20 times a day, download that app. You can take us anywhere and everywhere, listen to the program. And you can always listen to us after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Grant Bills, how you doing today? I'm bummed. I'm sad. I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this with the Packers. I was excited to watch the I young know. players of this year, and I just wanted better by this point in the season. You know, I wanted to see better coming out of a bye week. Yeah, and that was garbage. Yeah, I I'm a little frustrated because we all hated what happened against the Raiders. I hated the game plan. I, I hated everything that the team tried to do. Matt Lafleur and and his assistants and and the plan they put in action against the Raiders. I hated it. And then they took two weeks off, and they came back, and it kind of looked like they tried to do the exact same thing. Right? It and that like the bothers exact me. same thing. Run the football a little bit. Call it call it a day, you know, kind of. And I don't know why they're not using Aaron Jones more. If the guy can't play, then don't play him. I, I don't know what else to do. If he can't play, don't play him. But he's, he's one of your best weapons, and he's not seen the field nearly enough. I, that I don't get either. And A.J. Dillon was rolling a little bit, but that doesn't mean I don't want any Aaron Jones. Like, they have right. two running backs, and they've, they've shown it was even worse when they had three of them when Jamal Williams is here. It's like you can have multiple good running backs and find a way to use them all. It seems right. like by the third or fourth quarter, they zero in on one or the other, and they, they ignore everybody else. Yep, 100%. And so I don't under, and, and Aaron Jones has the best pass-catching capability out of the backfield and the best ability to actually break – a play or two for big yardage or to the house. I don't know why suddenly his snaps receded, but that happened. Um, your offensive line's a little bit in flux. I understand that. At least it was a little better yesterday. Um, but, you know, these – these. I was asked you last night about penalties, and I said, you know, penalties are discipline. They're self-discipline. They're, they're nothing more than that, these pre-snap penalties. And – uh, I mean, everybody has them. It, it happens to everybody. But when you have one team getting a large amount of pre-snap penalties, and it seems to happen all the time, it, it to me that – I know people always say, well, you can't teach that because that's coach. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. There is a focus that your team is lacking. There's a fo I remember having a long conversation with Mike McCarthy about this. His team had 16 penalties in Chicago and lost a game, basically because of the penalties. 
And Mike came back the next day and was going to crack the whip and the whole thing. And then I had this long conversation with him about this stuff. And he, he basically, behind closed doors, said, you know, when guys are thinking about other stuff and there's other conversations going on in a locker room and they're, they're, you, you start to feel like your, your control is slipping because they're, they're tuning you out or they don't feel that there's any repercussions, then it, it's no big deal. Like, what's, what are you going to do about it? And I feel like this is the type of team right now where it's on the tipping point for Matt LaFleur. What are you going to do about it? You know, you've lived off the laurels of Aaron Rodgers and what he was able to do. And I give Matt LaFleur a ton of credit because what he had to do was rebuild a relationship, open up an offense, uh, kind of redesign a playbook, do a lot of things that cater to the quarterback and what he wanted and how he wanted to play. And it all worked for a while, for the most part. I mean, the very next year, right after a bad and horrific season by the Green Bay Packers, suddenly they find themselves within a year of an NFC championship game. So you got to give Matt LaFleur credit. But for now, not having the Hall of Famer that you can rest on as just a pure head coach and offensive play caller, this sucks. It's bad. It's not like on the teetering point of being, oh, my goodness, I don't know if they – this is awful. This is unimaginative. There's, there's nothing there. They can't, they can't execute even the simplest of plays. And that is 110% on the coach and the coordinator, period. If you can't – now, it could be a lack of talent, and that's a whole other can of worms. If you want to talk about uh, Brian Gutekinst and who he's chosen, I can get into that. But this whole thing about just uninspired play, guys running the same route as the other guy, False start penalties, uh, problems with play clock, all, all these. This is all focus, man. This is all stuff that it's, it's like you just don't have control. It's like your team's just a wreck. Just a wreck. When we come back, the question is, is the locker room starting to crack? When we come back, I want you to take a listen to something that was stated last night. We're going to get into that because I think, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about it later today with Mike Clemens. But I want you to hear this when we come back. Stay tuned. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. This portion of the program brought to you by our guys at Burn Pit BBQ. BurnPitBBQ.com. And to be exact, they are veteran-owned. They're based right here in the state of Wisconsin. And one of the reasons they're considered one of the best, best veteran-owned companies in the country is because of you. Because you believed in it. You tried it. You kept going back. And you still go back. And you've made it a, a, a terrific company, again, based right here in Racine, Wisconsin. Go to and they. By the way, they have gift boxes for the griller and the barbecue lover in your life. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. You'll want to hear this when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. 
Hurry! Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Search for restrictions supply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Welcome back. Good to have you. This Monday edition. The day after edition. This was the game that was supposed to get everything right. This was the game that was supposed to kind of put the train back on the tracks. And we kind of joked about it last week saying, oh, my goodness, what happens if they lose? What happens if they lose? Right? Oh, it'd be fire and brimstone because how do you lose to a team that's this bad, right? And then they lose. You know, you get the excuse makers that say, well, had it not been for a missed field goal, they win the game. Okay. And I can say, well, had it not been for a couple of, you know, really poorly made passes. One, a call going in favor of the Green Bay Packers that should have actually been an interception, and another one that gets tipped in the end zone because it was an un- unbelievably poor thrown pass, and it just so happened to fall in the receiver's hand, so the Packers get two ugly scores. Decent drives, don't get me wrong. You can't take that away from them, but two ugly scores. It all equals out. It all equals out. And then you start to think, uh, how is this affecting? And, and I asked Mike Clemens this last night. I said, Mike, you know, kind of how is this affecting the locker room? I mean, you, you know, guys, defensively speaking at this point now, got to be getting a little bit frustrated because what they're being asked to do is almost unfair at this point, right? It's almost unfair. And at the end of last night's postgame show, in the very Mike Clemens-esque way, he dropped this on us last night. Take a listen. I told Rasul Douglas I've heard now from one defensive player uh, with no attribution, but on the record that our defensive coordinator comes in, comes in with one plan, changes it at halftime. There's no vigor. There's no emotion to it. Just changes the plan, and they don't really know what the hell they're supposed to be doing. How about that? How about that? Now, again, the defense has not been this magnanimous problem. It's it's not this overwhelming, huge eyesore, right? It has been a problem at times, but it's not right now. It's the offense. We all know that. But Mike has a guy that says, yeah, um, there's, there's no fire. There's no vigor coming. There's no motion coming from our defensive coordinator. We come in with one plan. They make a little bit of an adjustment at halftime. Just tell people, don't really go over anything. Nobody really knows what the hell they're doing. And we're just playing defense. Wow. I don't even know how to address that. You know what I mean? I, I 
when, when you heard that grant, now it, Mike dropped it very nonchalantly. It, it's that is probably the lead over everything else. And Mike dropped that very nonchalantly because Rasul Douglas is was so pissed last night doing his uh, post game presser. He was just so pissed. He's like, I'm tired of talking about. It. I'm tired about what we can do to get better. You know, on and on and on. But when you heard that, what what was the first reaction that just your gut reaction to that? I'm uh, not totally surprised. I mean, I don't I don't think Joe Barry's a good coach. But Bill, there's there, there's two discussions to have with Joe Barry. We can discuss whether or not the Packers have lost games this year because of the defense. I don't think they have. I think they've lost games because of their offense. But that's a separate conversation from whether or not Joe Barry is a good coach, right? And I I just don't think Joe Barry has ever really been that great. I don't think he inspires fire. I don't think the defense hits hard. They look disorganized a lot. They're also really injured. Like, they're playing without Jair. They got Carrington Valentine running around back there. So, I I get it a little bit. But, no, I I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's schematically a good coach. I don't think he's a motivational guy. I don't think there's very much that Joe Barry does well. So, this doesn't surprise me at all. I I was that players are now saying, we don't know what we're doing. We, we We don't know where to go. I mean, he just comes down, drops something. There's no... Again, I listening to Joe Barry speak, I equated him today. When I was a kid growing up, we had I grew up in, in a in a parish. I grew up in a Catholic ha- household. So my mom would take us to every Sunday, would take and every holiday, church, right? And we had a pastor at our church, Father Hagedorn. Long, 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 long time. Father Hagedorn was our guy. And he was in his late seventies, early eighties when he decided to retire. And at that point in time, he was basically reading very monotone, and this is the way he talked, and this is what he did, and this is the way he discussed things. And that that was it, right? And then we got a new pastor and an assistant pastor at our church, and it was youth, it was stories, it was, um, you know, invigoration, it was just... And you kind of wanted to go. You didn't mind going at that point in time. You knew as a kid you didn't want to go to church. It was a waste of time. Come on. But then you got older and you're like, okay, I understand all of this now. So I thought, okay, is Joe Barry the 91-year-old, 81-year-old priest that's just going through the motions? No verve, no vigor, no emotion, and just dropping stuff and letting guys figure it out for themselves? Is is that what is is that what this player talking to Mike Clemens said basically that yeah we, we don't we don't know what we're doing I mean as much as we sit here today and we talk about the offense and Matt LaFleur that is on Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur chose to keep this guy as his defensive coordinator and this is the this is the way he's being talked about now, which means that the lack of respect to the defensive coordinator trickles down to the head coach because he's the guy that thinks this guy is good. That's a that's just such an incredibly indicting statement. Which is why I give even more credit to the defense for figuring it out on the fly. If this is the case. Because otherwise, if they don't know what they're doing, then they're doing an okay job, right? If your defensive coordinator's not really doing a whole lot. I mean, go back to that press conference. You know, uh, Coach, uh, why you got Preston Smith on uh, the best wide receiver in football? 
oh, it's just we don't have a mechanism in place. We didn't expect that. We don't have any mechanisms because there's no mechanisms because we didn't expect it. What? Aren't you supposed to ramble through all scenarios at some point or another? Well, we, yeah, we didn't have a mechanism. Okay. And I get it. Every now and then you see something that you've never seen before. Okay. I understand that. But damn. There, I, there's just nothing here to inspire, I guess. 877-867-1670. When we come back, I will... I will go ahead and, and and open up the phone lines. I will get to everybody, I promise, because there's a whole cast of characters that are on hold. Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the next hour, about an hour from now, we're going to talk with um, uh, our buddy Eric Branchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Uh, we got Pete Doherty coming up today, Mike Clemens in the final hour of the show. This This is now just bad, just bad. And it is – and I have never been – the fire this guy, fire that guy, guy. I I kind of believe that 90% of it is all on the field. It's all the execution on the field, on the court, whatever. But I am starting to lean to, and I said this all along, that if you feel like you're losing the team, then you have to make a change. You have to. 877 867 1670. Want to hear from you again? 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com, or go to Shop Cunis for their automotive dealers all over the state of Wisconsin and just south of the border. Shop S-H-O-P-K-U-N-E-S, ShopCunis.com. That's R CunisRV.com or ShopCunis.com. Great service, great financing, deals everywhere of all different types, whether it's an RV that you want to store and you want to have it serviced, you want to have it winterized, you want to get it sent somewhere where they can clean it up and have it ready to go for you next year via concierge service. That's what they do. Or if you're looking for a great used car, truck, if you got some questionable credit, they even have that ability as well. Shop Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. We're going to open up the phone line start talking to you next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs, 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. you back the bill michael show we continue on the uh numbers between the first two games and the last four games for jordan love two and four so far this season and the first time they're under 500 through six games going back to 2006 and Green Bay has scored 20 or fewer points in four straight games for the first time since 2005. 
It's just bad. I, I don't, I, you know, there's a lot of things I can say, but it's just bad. Not a good situation at all right now. And doesn't appear to be getting any better anytime soon. 877-867-1670. Time to let you, uh, time to let you uh, chime in. Let's go to Jim listening to us in Oshkosh. Jim, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. You? I'm doing well, Jim. What's on your mind? Okay, I got two things. Number one, I don't think the defensive coordinator is a good coach, but I find it hard to believe these are professional players. I find it hard to believe that he dumped something on the defense that they had no idea what to do. I, I really find that hard to believe. With that being said, I do think that they need a better leadership in their defensive coordinator. Number two, I would love to know the percentage rate that Jordan Love has throwing a ball over 25 yards because he can't. He's not right. accurate. He doesn't get the ball where it needs to go. Yesterday, he underthrew it again. I think they need to look at that and kind of play with, if they're going to keep him, they have to play with what, it, what he can do, not what you'd like him to do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback, to be honest with you. I, I don't I see certain looks now where he's throwing the ball too late. He's like questioning his own ability at this point. Where he's not sure. putting it into the window like he was before and I, I just I I I I I got a I'm at a loss for words. I don't wanna look, I don't want to tear up Jordan Love just to tear up Jordan Love. I never thought he was that good to begin with. And I think now what you're seeing is teams that are scheming for him going, go ahead, throw downfield. We don't care. You can't do it. You're not accurate. You can't drop in the bucket. You overthrow and underthrow religiously. If you do ha- happen to hit one downfield, it's because, you know, the sun shines on a squirrel every now and then. But beyond that, you're not a yep. threat to us. And when you're not a threat, yep. they're going to come after you all day long, and they're going to take away what it is you do up front. And therefore, you cannot move continuously down the field for plays over 10 yards to put a drive together because they're eventually going to stymie you. And that's what we've seen. And the fact that they've shot their self, themselves in the foot so often is another joke and another whole story. But uh, teams are just daring them. Throw over the top. You can't. So we'll, we'll let you do it. Go ahead. Yeah, I believe I believe you're exactly right. I don't know – if our coach, in which I like him, I don't know if he's the answer for an offensive coordinator to call the plays. Just for instance, when they lost to um, the Saints, they they threw another long ball trying to get make something happen when they had plenty of time on the clock to go short, and they ended up giving up the ball, and there was over a minute left on the clock. Mm-hmm. I think that I just don't think that our coach should probably be making the call. I think it's time for someone else to be the offensive coordinator. That's about all I've got to say. Thanks for taking my call. All right, man. You bet. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Chimed in last night. Now on hold as well. Gerard, how you doing today? Hey, Bill, um, I don't want anybody to be fired on this team because at the end of the year, I want the whole regime gone. Anybody that thinks LaFleur would be a good head coach and he needs a coordinator is not correct. The guy's not a leader. You could see that on the field. He looks confused at times. 
He doesn't have the team prepared at times. And I don't, I don't see that. I don't want him as the head coach and getting a coordinator because he's supposed to be the top coordinator. That's what you got him for. And Trent Green, during the game, he was the analyst during the game, he, he said this, that Denver knew when Quay Walker was going to blitz every time because he was in the same position when, that he was going to blitz from all the time. How about that? That was mm-hmm. uh, that was really that was uh, so. Then another thing. Here's what you got to watch for. Now at the trade deadline, you got to be sellers. I don't give the players away, but I tell you what, it, I, I would get rid of a lot of these guys on that team. I had uh, Kenny Clark's been on a milk carton for the last two years now. Uh, he's playing one game or two games. He has a decent game, then he disappears. Uh, as far as the soft tissue and other injuries on this team, another thing you're going to have to watch for is that these players saying, well, maybe I'll come back or I'll wait out another week or another week or another week. That's what you got to watch on this team now that you're starting to hear them losing the team with certain players squawking and saying certain things and the players are accurate. Here's what I want. I want a fit. Uh, here's what I want with the new regime that's going to come in. I want a physical team like the Philadelphia has on the offensive and defensive line, the same as the 49ers. That's the mentality. We cannot keep playing finesse ball. We have the offensive line is too small. They don't play physical enough. And the same with the defensive line. They've been a huge disappointment. Preston Smith has had one good game. He's disappeared completely. Okay, he might be on the move, in my opinion. So that's what I think, Bill. I'm I'm totally – bothered by this team, the way they coach. I don't, the, this guy is not the guy to lead this team, okay, for many reasons. For many reasons, that's obvious to everybody. So I, that's, uh, that's, that's I, I, I'm, I'm leaning more and more, and, and thanks for the phone call, Gerard, as always. Um, I'm leaning more and more in that direction. Uh, I'm not quite there yet, only for the fact that there, you, you can't argue with the success of the team after McCarthy left. It was, in essence, the same team. There were some up- upgrades, yes, but it was, in essence, the same team. And how do they go from being awful and, you know, Mike McCarthy's fired, Joe Philbin, who they all love, can't turn things around, and then in one offseason, you bring in a new coach, a new regime, and suddenly they're a 13-3 and team. I mean, there ha- there's something there. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? But... You're also, it's so, I don't want to say it's easier because he had his hands full. It's not easier. It was just different taking over a team with veteran players versus young players. And now you've been given young players and now you can just coach and you can coach them up and you can see your results as they grow. And, but we're not seeing results and we're not seeing growth. We're seeing regression. First couple of games, they were exciting. They led you to believe there was something there that sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for three years was beneficial and all this stuff that we were looking for was starting to matriculate. And instead, now you've got teams going, okay, now we see what he can and can't do. Now we're going to come after him in the way that we see fit to defend him. And he can't get out of it. Matt LaFleur can't scheme out of it. He can't get out of it. The The offensive players, the line, everybody. I mean, it's just it, it's, it's a, a group failure right now and now your only task is to coach them out of this 
So you have one game in 20-something days in which you prepare and you come back with a get-right game against a bad football team and you look worse than a bad football team. I mean, I there, there's no defending it anymore. No, I, I it, Rick says, uh, Bill, they're losing these games in the first quarter because the defense is on the field way too much. Yesterday, the defense lucked out with a field goal instead of a touchdown. But then the offense comes out for a quick three and out, the defense right back on the field again. Number 37 for the Packers is getting picked on a lot on the last drive with third and 20 and still a chance to get a fourth down uh, to get in field goal range. What the hell is he throwing a bomb for? Everybody should be fired over that. You take two plays to try to get 20 yards, not a lofted bomb that's underthrown. How about hitting some receivers in the middle of the field? If you watched Travis Kelsey last week on one drive, he caught five balls all in the middle of the field, like eight or nine yards downfield, and he just floats out there. No real pass pattern, and if a wide receiver is not capable of doing that, put in two tight ends and ram it down the field and down their throats. How about running the ball somewhere besides right between the tackles? I think they need to go back uh, to all plays under center and put in a two-back system, uh, go back to the old way of just playing football. Uh, Rick, look, uh, there's a lot there, and – all of it, none of it is wrong, and all of it is can't be done at the same time, but I understand where you're coming from. I agree. The, the pass play, that final interception yesterday was the epitome of Jordan Love. Try to go downfield and woefully underthrow a pass. You, you can talk about youth and inexperience and not coming back to break up a ball, but we saw it with Christian Watson not coming back to, to – try to break up in way underthrown pass that was garbage. Again yesterday, a way underthrown pass that was garbage. Both of them picked off. Do we not see a theme here? This where's where's the big arm? Where's the big arm that they Oh, he's got a big arm. He doesn't have a big arm. Stop it. He never did. For those that want to pump him up like he's got some kind of a rocket, he doesn't. We haven't seen him zip anything into anything. Maybe a quick out, something where he zipped it within five yards, yes. But he doesn't have that, I can throw it 10 yards off the field on a laser for 50 yards through the air. He, he, he doesn't. He puts a ton of air under his ball, and you can just see defenders wait for it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 
if you are looking for a place to, uh, you know, host a party, maybe a dinner, rehearsal dinner, whatever it may be, a photo shoot, if you've got a business uh, and you want to do headshots, your executives, or maybe just a uh, pre-wedding wedding shoot, you can do that. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. That's NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. They're right there on the Milwaukee River. Beautiful setting and an even better space. It's it's really, really a beautiful space. Two-story, two, two, as a matter of fact. Check out NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. That is NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. Again, NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. Check it out for yourself. And they do some Packer parties down there, too. They do some watch parties, so some good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We're about uh, 40 minutes away, 35 minutes away from our buddy Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette looking at the film and breaking this one down and uh, talking a little bit more about it in that sense. Uh, let's go to Sean listening to uh, listening to us in Green Bay. Sean, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Not much. Hey, I just got a quick comment. Um, a couple of years back, they signed Rodgers to this great big contract with the guaranteed money. My thinking is that if Jordan Love was as good as they thought he was, why did they sign him? Why didn't they just cut bait with him and keep keep Love? I don't think I don't think our front office realizes, or I don't think our front office thinks love is as good as what they said he was, but they can't do nothing because they're going to end up with egg on their face. I that's, think, that's uh, I no, I would appreciate the phone call. I, I think I would, to a certain extent, agree with you. I think what they saw behind closed doors uh, made them think twice. You know, we kept hearing about, well, we think he's ready to be a starter in the National Football League, but we don't know if he can win. And uh, all this crap about big arm and all that stuff, it's its garbage. It's a lie. Big arm. No big arm. No, he doesn't have this big, strong arm. It, it's not from what we're accustomed to. We've seen big, strong arm. Big, strong arm is, is Brett Favre, Rodgers. They can flick a wrist, and suddenly it's 60 yards downfield. And it's 10, 15 yards above the field, and it's on a laser. This, this is a long, floating big arm that doesn't have a lot of accuracy. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Uh, secondly, because they gave themselves an out, which, you know, on one hand, I appreciate. You know, hey, if you, you, you know, keep this guy and you don't believe he's the guy, then don't lock yourself in. And that's what they did. They signed him to a, basically a one-year deal. I mean, yes, it's got two years on it, but it doesn't kill you. It's not a it's not a deal that's going to be devastating to your organization. It's just basically, hey, if you earn it, we can always extend you and give you more money. And if you don't, then we have the ability to cut bait if we need to. Uh, I get the sense that this is going to be an offseason where they find another quarterback. It's going to be an open competition going into camp next year and let the best quarterback win. Nobody's walking in with any guarantees at all. And the fact that uh, Jordan Love sat behind Rodgers for three years and sees things like Rodgers does, but cannot execute the way Rodgers did, uh, and is right now at least not able to find his way out of it. I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's concerning. I you know, I guess that's a very gentle adjective, but that's what I would say. Uh, let's go to Bob. Bob, listening to us in Green Bay. Bob, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing okay. Doing good right now. I mean, I uh, wish we were talking on better terms, but uh, you know, hey, at least we're getting through it. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a comparison here between two quarterbacks, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm tired of hearing about Rodgers and Love. 
Rodgers right. wasn't lighting the world on fire when he first came into the league either behind Favre. Um, but later in his career, he became that Hall of Fame quarterback that everybody knows and loves. But I'm going to compare Brock Purdy to, to, to Love and the coaches that coach them. Brock Purdy's head coach, and I'm not even sure what his name is, coaches the Purdy's strength. Does he have an arm to get the ball downfield? Yes. Does he have more weapons? Probably. But if you watch a San Francisco game, and this is my problem with LeFleur, if you watch a San Francisco game, they don't have a problem five, eight yards downfield every play because it's called ball control and clock control. LeFleur wants to get that big play all the time, and that's ridiculous. When he said yesterday in his post-game press conference, it's really hard to go down there and go five yards and five yards and five yards. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's high-percentage football that is going to give your quarterback confidence in what he's doing instead of trying to throw the ball 50 yards downfield every time. He's coaching Love like Love is still Rodgers. I, no, I agree. Like I, I got to cut Rogers. you loose because we're at the top of the hour. I appreciate the phone call, and I'll expound upon that when we come back. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on this Monday, the day after an ugly performance in Denver. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up right after this.